counting down the days until we'll be in Atlanta next week for SEC Media Days. That means college football season is right around the corner. And boy, are we excited. Boy, are we craving it this time of year. And fall camp is near. We'll have quarterback discussions, I'm sure. And that's exactly what our next guest does all the time. He's the absolute best. He's the host of the Locked On Auburn podcast. If you're not familiar with it, shame on you. It's available wherever you get your podcasts. It's on YouTube. It's absolutely killing it. Watch and listen to the show daily. Zach Blackerby is kind enough to join us moments after the New England Patriots trade Nikhil Harry, and yet he still makes time for us. Good to have you on the show today, Zach. Man, the only thing better than getting Nikhil Harry off of your roster is talking to you, JJ. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, boy. Uh, Yeah, a first-round draft pick traded for a seventh-round pick. That's the life of uh, the Patriots' offense these days, I guess, man. Uh, I guess so. No, Nikhil's terrible. So uh, <laughs> I'm really glad that he's gone. <laughs> yeah. I would have been fine giving Nikhil Harry and a seventh-round pick to the Bears. But sure, I'll take a seventh-round <laughs> yeah. pick. That's fine. Yeah, we'll take it. Absolutely. No doubt about that. Uh, so, Zach, let, let's talk Auburn. We, we have media days next week. We've learned today uh, that the Tank Bigsby will be there, as will Derek Hall and John Samuel Shanker. Are you surprised by these selections? No, no, I'm not. I'm a little surprised no Owen Patho just because he was there last year. And I think if you take a guy one year and then don't take him the next year, it may cause some unintended storylines. But I think the three guys that that are going make a ton of sense. And kind of for different reasons. Um, Tank Bixby, uh, he is the biggest name. He is the biggest brand on your roster. And so I I think with just kind of the, the national presence at SEC Media Days, has and just kind of the national attention that it gets every year, um, you want Tank Bigsby on one of those podiums. So I, I think it makes sense. I definitely think that makes sense. Then Derek Hall, you know, I, I think Derek Hall surprised a ton of folks in the NFL draft community when he decided, hey, I'm going to not go pro, but I'm going to spend another year and kind of help Brian Harsin continue what he's doing. Um, that surprised a lot of folks. And it sounds like he's been a really vocal leader on this team this offseason. And so, you know, perhaps he can kind of continue his um, solid career for one more season. And then John Samuel Shanker, probably the most outspoken player in favor of Coach Harson during all that crap that was happening several months ago. And also, I mean, he's just been steady. Um, he's improved under Brian Harson, and he just kind of has the mindset that Brian Harson has. Keep your nose down and work. And then good things will happen. And that's why he had the best season an Auburn tight end has ever had last year. So all three of those guys make a ton of sense. And I think they'll all represent Auburn well next week. Here's a thought that just came into my mind, because Tank Bigsby will be one of the players uh, that's in Atlanta at SEC Media Days. He's going into his third season playing for the Auburn Tigers. And I don't even know how I would answer this question, Zach. So make this response a good one, because I'm going to steal it from you. But if Tank Bigsby were to never play another down for Auburn, recent running backs, say 2000 and beyond, or, or however you want to look at it, how would his two years be remembered so far? Hmm. Wow. Um, I think uh, I think the word would be I, I think a lot of Auburn fans would be underwhelmed by him. I, I think he wasn't used appropriately as a freshman and um, he kind of had a fluke injury his freshman year against Tennessee and then last year whether it was, you know, the offensive line being inconsistent in the running game or um, or just, you know, the the overall quality of the offense, I, I think it left a lot to be 
desired. I mean, the fact that it took that much for him to get to just over a thousand yards, I think we all agree Tank Bixby is better than that. Right. So, um, I think a lot of people would walk away and say, "Wow, what what could have been if um, if he had better pieces around him?" So, uh, I, I guess that's it. I mean, I'm just thinking of recent backs of the last ten years or so, and it's like I don't have the numbers in front of me, but you know, I think Kerryon Johnson probably had a better Auburn career. Cam Petway may have, which is actually kind of fascinating and a different discussion altogether. But, yeah, I mean, I, I think there would be a lot of dudes that would be like, well, statistically, these guys are better. But those guys also probably have better offensive lines in front of them. And what's so crazy about all of this is that about all of this is if you talk about this upcoming college football season, and I think if you talk to national people and you start listing running backs, I really do believe you're going to think about Tank Bigsby first like he's been made one of these star running backs in the sport and yet i'm sitting here thinking about uh, it, it does kind of feel like uh we're a little bit empty hand i don't know it just doesn't feel like we've had as many big tank bigsby moments and and hopefully we can get that this year in 2022 yeah no you're, you're right and nationally he's getting the attention and really the auburn running back room as a whole is getting the attention dark west hunter has garnered more off-season discussion than i thought he would i think he's certainly worthy of it um, but, you know, outside of the, the kid from Texas, Bajon Robinson, I think is his name, um, Tank Bixby is probably, like, the number two guy. A lot of folks like the running back from Syracuse, but who cares? You play at Syracuse. so. Uh, Zach, when you look at uh, forward to media days, uh, obviously the, the last uh, few weeks have been littered with uh, the expansion talks and, and just yeah. the reorgan- reorganization of college football. I saw a report the other day from Saturday Down South that, that said mm-hmm. the SEC seemed content at 16. Uh, what do, I mean, do you like 16? Like, Do you expect uh, any earth-shattering news like we had last SEC media days when we found out that Oklahoma and Texas were headed to the SEC? Yeah, yeah. Well, that first question, do I like 16? I'm a more the merrier kind of guy when it comes to conference realignment. I think the sport makes more sense when you have more schools in fewer conferences. Um, So, yeah, that's the first one. I I think think in a perfect world, you'd somehow find a way to have four conferences, and each conference has like 28 to 30 teams in it. I I think that would be – a really fascinating and cool structure that you could kind of then set, you know, certain standards moving forward. But uh, in regards to what I'm expecting next week, I'm not really expecting a whole lot, guys. And though, you know, all the big bits of conference realignment news that we've gotten so far, Texas, Oklahoma, and then obviously um, USC and UCLA to be more recent, it's just kind of fallen from the sky, right? There's been no rumors or anything beforehand. It's just kind of happened, and it's like, oh, wow. Then there's all these rumors that then come in after that, which none of them have really appeared to be true. Um, I'm not expecting anything to happen just because I don't think there's any way to really know. But the fact that this report came out, it wasn't anything official from the SEC, but it was Saturday Down South talking to an anonymous SEC AD, which I think carries weight. Um, offering some, kind of a, a glimpse inside of what the conversations look like, but nothing official from the SEC. It would be fascinating if that media days, you know, Sankey came out and said, nope, we're good. We're good at 16, you know, for the remainder of this year or whatever. I, I think that would be fun. I think that'd be a cool bit of news for them to kind of come out and officially say that. And I'm sure Sankey will be asked that question. Um, but outside of that, guys, no, I'm not really expecting a whole lot next week. 
So far, uh, when we talk about the summer, we're always talking about recruiting. We're looking towards the next year as well, but focusing on recruiting for just a moment. Uh, four four-star players in uh, with this next class so far. Obviously, a lot's been made of, of just the sheer numbers being low, but the quality is there. What do you yeah. make so far uh, of what Auburn's doing on the recruiting trail? No, the four guys they've got, they all have a pass the playing time their first two years on the plane, which is something you can't say about all of the recruits. I think that's great, but like you said, the, the total number is too low. Um, I mean, you, you got to find a way to get 10 to 15 more of these guys that fill them in with some backups, too, but um, you know, there's a guy like Jelani Thurman, you know, the, the talented tight end. He's announcing on Sunday the 17th. Uh, it sounds like it's his birthday, and so he kind of wants to ramp that up. And the Big Cat weekend's coming up towards the end of this month. You may get some commitments. You're going to get a lot of attention on 2024 guys. And so, you know, I think the recruiting's going okay. It's not going as good as it should be at this point. Missing Keldrick Falk was a big deal. The defensive end slash edge from Highland Home, Alabama, that was a big miss. Um, and then Brock Lynn, it seems like they haven't lost him yet, but it seems like they're going to the quarterback. That was um, That's a big one that you, that you wish you could get back as well. So. Um, but yeah, four is not enough. But before you have, yeah, sure, they're uh, they seem pretty solid. Talk to me about quarterback, Zach. As we go to next week in SEC Media Days, the event that will be in Atlanta, we, we've been talking about it for months at this point, what that quarterback mm-hmm. room could be like. You've got Zach Calzada coming in, and TJ Finley's already there, Robbie Ashford making a play. But Auburn hasn't necessarily had the opportunity since spring ball for the coach to talk about the quarterback battle. He's going to be asked a quarterback battle question a lot next week in Atlanta, what do you expect the tone to be? Or, or, or I don't know. How do you see this quarterback battle uh, shaping up as we get set for fall camp? I think it's Zach Calzada or Bus. I think you do just enough to make it a competition, and I do think they'll give a you know a legit shot to TJ Finley and Robbie Ashford. But I mean this this coaching staff. I mean they're collecting information now. You know they can't directly work with them when there's a football present, but. They're aware of these guys and how often they come in, who they're working out with and all of that. They know. They know who's putting in the most work. And everything that lines up with what Brian Harson said, we talked about it earlier when, with him bringing John Samuel Shanker to media days. It's, it's all about if you're going to put the work in, you're going to be rewarded. And just hearing from players, I mean, it sounds like Zach Calzada's working harder than anybody else. And it sounds like mentally he was doing more of the mental reps than anybody else was in spring when he was kind of limited. And now I think we realize he wasn't as limited as a lot of people thought he was in spring. So um, I I think this is Zach Calzada's job to lose at this point. They're obviously going to have to do more with full speed reps with Zach Calzada there because it does sound like he missed out on some of that. So, um, But, yeah, I I think it's Zach Calzada. As far as how Brian Harsin will handle those questions, Next week, uh, I think they'll be dismissive. I think it'll be your classic coach speak stuff. You know, we're looking for a guy that can lead our team. We're going to put the best guy out there. It's going to be a competition. Competition makes everybody in the room better. I think you're going to hear all of those things. But, um, and I think he's telling the truth when he says that. It's just, I don't think we're going to get a whole lot of information about the quarterback. What's coming up the rest of the week on Locked on Auburn, Zach? What can people be on the lookout for? Yeah, yeah. Tomorrow's little War Report Wednesday with Mike G of the War Report. We, we talk about kind of the pros and cons of taking each of these specific players to media days next week. And then we actually go through the entire schedule and give our predictions for each game. And then on Thursday, I uh, actually just got them recording this as well. John Garcia with Sports Illustrated joins the show to talk about everything happening 
in the world of Auburn recruiting, who folks can look at, who's on commitment watch, and who uh, who all uh, you need to be paying attention to a Big Cat weekend. So, um, fun shows ahead for Locked On Auburn. Appreciate the time always, Zach. Good to hear from you. Thanks for being on the show. Hey, thanks, guys. Have a good one.